Greetings, friends. It is I, Igor, the master's loyal servant. The master wishes me to tell you that when he is conducting his experiments, stitching corpses together and giving them unholy life, he listens to the Sean Geek podcast, which downloads directly from seanmcginnity.ca. Igor, don't forget to tell him to download it from seanmcginnity.ca. The master wishes me to remind you that he downloads the Sean Geek podcast from seanmcginnity.ca, and so should you. It lives! It lives! Welcome to the Sean Geek Podcast with your host, Seanorama, and that guy. Don't forget That's... that other guy. <laughs> fast, uh, fast Red Fingers. <laughs> and who is that other guy? Well, that would be the Corey Geek. Yay. He's Yay. back Yay. again. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry or Christmas. After, or after Christmas. Post-Christmas. Because, you know, we always do these, like, you know, on the day. <laughs> so how was your Christmas? Did uh, did you get everything you wanted? <laughs> oh, yeah. Santa was good to me this year. <laughs> I can't tell you. I got I to gotta say, you know, some of the stuff that I found underneath the tree was just uh, was just just remarkable. Just amazing. And I've got the best family ever. And, you know, it just I know I'm going to love all of the things that were in those presents. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> um. <laughs> Before we go on, are you free next week as well? Uh, could probably make myself free for a day. Okay. We're uh, we're gonna bring on. Um, I'm not gonna say it on the air here, but we're gonna bring someone on, and uh, he's somebody that you have to meet, Corey. Okay. Because he, he's gonna he's supposed to ask you to be on his show. So. Okay. Okay. So you can meet here for the first time, and then uh, move on to. Well, this is a safe space after all. Yes. Safe space. Other bald freaks just like me. Yeah. I think he's bald. Is Todd, is he balding? That guy? Who? Well, the guy whose name we're not going to say because it's going to be a surprise. Balding? <laughs> I don't know. I always wear the hat. Well, I can't tell. I know. I don't think he's ever taken the hat off. I don't think so. Or has he? Maybe, Maybe it's yeah. not a hat. Maybe it's his hair. Oh, could be. You know, like like the like cake boss or something like that. They just like bunch of fondant or something. I always wanted to get one of those hats that has the 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 faux hair on top to make it look like you have hair, regardless. A wig? No, it's a it's a hat, but on the top it looks like it's almost like you know when you put a visor on. Yeah, yeah. And you yep. have your hair underneath. Well, it's like that. It looks like a visor, but it's got built-in hair. I could probably make you one with a puppet pelt. Yeah, exactly. I got some uh, shiny purple stuff. Oh, purple. <laughs> Wouldn't be inconspicuous at all. <laughs> at least. So, so. Um, it's December. Yeah, we're recording this, as we said. We're recording this in advance. Um, we've got a bunch of... Uh, this is uh, the first episode post-300. 
Wow. Which, uh, that's the episode where we had. Who do we have, Todd? You want me to tell you who our third 300 episode uh, person well, was? Well, yeah, because this will be released as oh. episode 301. So it was, not, we're it not spoiling mom. anything. Yeah. Yeah. It was mom. Yeah. Yeah. So we had mom on and uh, interviewed interviewed her uh, again. Um, the first time we did, uh, while you did it with mom, it was uh, regarding the, her music career and how it kind of, uh, you know, how it, how it progressed. And uh, the last one was just kind of, uh, we talked about, uh, oh God, we talked about living back home. We talked about uh, moving here, then moving back to Montreal and then uh, Argentina and back here again and then Saskatchewan and then back here. Just, uh, yeah, so it's quite the, the globetrotters there when they're traveling. <laughs> I've never actually been off the continent, so I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's done a few miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah let's go let's go travel brian okay you know some people you know they might just go to fargo or something or minneapolis but no they went to fucking argentina <laughs> yeah bye river dirty we'll see you when we get back you guys coming home for christmas no i think we're having a good time out here <laughs> yeah there's no snow i don't there's no snow out there in argentina no in, uh, right well, not, now, no. is there that's they, always warm is it uh yeah it is yeah is very close to the equator so it's not one of those places where it's like flip like here's summer there's winter it's like oh it is it is yeah but it's cool cooler but, there in the summer. but their their winters are like i think it's like you know 15 to 20 degrees outside oh just balmy yeah perfect weather yeah yeah so i threw out a proposal for uh for today's episode which one the um the Wolverine proposal to Todd. <laughs> so the now did you, we threw the gauntlet down on Todd because, and the reason I wanted to do this, Corey, and the reason I wanted you here for this was we've both seen the movie we're going to talk about in one sec, right? I think so. <laughs> oh, maybe we're not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Might have just awesome. thrown a monkey wrench into your plan, didn't I? Um, I recently rewatched the movie we're going to talk about um, uh, two weeks ago. Okay. And uh, I remember seeing this film in theaters. Sylvie and I went because every single one of these films that came out, we saw them opening weekend and we were disappointed. <laughs> it's probably safe to say we're pretty disappointed with that movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, I only watched the first 10 minutes. Well, yeah, that's that's the whole point. That was my homework. <laughs> okay, so Corey, why don't you introduce the movie that we were subjecting Todd to? Uh, it's Wolverine Origins, wasn't it? Yep. Yep, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and who's Wolverine? Uh, Canadian? <laughs> well, Says sorry, the actor, sorry, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah. So this yeah. was the movie they put out post um the third x-men film the one that was really really bad i don't think it was terrible but you know it was definitely wasn't good well what i so i i didn't i don't want to spoil anything here for todd because todd's only saw the first 10 minutes and the reason i wanted todd to watch the first 10 minutes of origins mm -hmm. was i i i recall sitting in the theater with my wife and we're watching the intro to the film right which Todd's going to describe in a second here, but the intro of the film, Sylvia and I, we looked at each other going, Oh my God, this is going to be so fucking good. 
Oh, so I was confused. So, okay. So, so Todd, you saw the first 10 minutes. Can you okay. describe your, your feelings? What, what happens in that first 10 minutes for those that may have not seen this film or have well, an opinion of it? Can you just kind of run us through? Well, first off, when I've, when I've seen the movie, I don't know if it was the X-Men, I think it was when, or what, I don't know if it was a, a standalone Wolverine movie, but when they had him, um, you know, kind of strapped down and then they put all this, these metal, you know, things on and whatnot, this indonadium or whatever this, this freaky type of metal was. And when I saw the beginning of this movie and when I saw the bones coming out of his hands instead of the metal, I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. There was never anything regarding bones. It was always metal. And anything that you've seen in the comic books or movies have always portrayed him having claws that were made out of metal. There was nothing I've ever seen before that had bones. So that threw me for a loop first off because I saw it and went, wait a second. This is like a whole different movie. It's like someone made parallel movies and went, okay, we're going to write the script this way for this movie. And we're just going to just go a whole different direction with this movie. Just by that alone, because I'm sure... I don't know, like the rest of the movie I didn't watch. So I don't know how durable these bones are, if they're as durable as this, the, the metal uh, claws that he had. But yeah, the beginning was basically, uh, I, I guess they, they grew up, I don't know if they grew up poor or what it was, but there was a fight and his dad or something rather, and then they got really cheesed anyway. So there's him and his brother. So he's got the, the claws coming out of his hands. His brother's got claws, but they're just more of his fingers that are, his nails are kind of, you know, shooting out like a cat almost. And I guess with this argument that they had, and then he, he went up to his dad or something and threw him up against the wall and then the claws came out and then he pretty much killed him. And then they left and they went to the, they went to war and then they showed this war stuff and then they were getting shot at and not one of them died because they, every time they got shot, it was like, you know, a tickle type thing. So, um, and then it got to the point where uh, I guess they were being either court-martialed or they were going to put him in front of the firing squad and nothing happened. Basically, they just shot at them and nothing. So they just put them in the jail in shackles that looked like they were two sizes too big for his arm. So wow, how he wouldn't have gotten out of that and how they wouldn't even have gotten captured to begin with was questionable because, I mean, these guys were invincible. There's, there's no way they could be stopped. And then from there, uh, I just saw that the, the high-ranking officer or whatever basically wanted to have them on their side. And that's kind of where the 10 minutes kind of ended. And I assumed after all the, the war stuff, that was pretty much it. All right. So, so it was a little confusing with the biggest thing was the bone thing. Like what, what was the deal with that? Why did they go from the metal stuff that was actually put into him versus the bone? Corey, well, you want to feel that? Well, that's one of the things that uh, the comic book actually uh, Wolverine origins uh, went over. And something that's been speculated on by uh, comic fans for quite a while about uh, the origins of Wolverine's claws, because, you know, a lot of people were, I remember actually having this conversation with somebody in the comic book store where he's mentioning that, you know, a lot of people felt that the uh, blades weren't after something that was added in after, you know, it was actually 
adamantium over top of his own freaking uh, bone claws. And then we finally saw that, you know, that's actually happened. So. Oh, that is what happened. So yeah. they put that over the, the, the actual bone. Yeah. So when they covered his skeleton in adamantium, um, his own claws were covered in adamantium as well. Okay. I must have missed that part in the actual movie. So the movie where they're actually covering with, with that new metal, he yeah. actually had claws, but from what I recall, he didn't have any type of claws whatsoever before that happened, unless I missed something in the movie or it was a different movie. <laughs> One or the I other. Wonder, I wonder which I'm trying to remember now because they, well, they he was in this liquid and he was kind of not drowning, but he, he was in this liquid stuff. And then he put under movie? something. Second X-Men movie. Yeah, they they covered a bit of it in the second X Men movie. Yeah, but the 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 idea of this movie was this particular movie was okay. We we hinted at how he got the adamantium skeleton. We hinted at like he's got uh, he's got a a lack of memory. There's a lot of stuff he's forgotten yeah. for some reason. So that was always the allure of of Wolverine is he didn't know where the the metal and his bones came from. He didn't know anything uh, about that. And then later they expanded in the comics, like Corey was saying in the Wolverine Origins comic book that this movie was based on was that he always had the claws, but it wasn't until uh, something happened to him that he had metal added to his skeleton, which meant it, it was added to his claws as well. Hmm. If, that, if that makes sense. I think Todd's more confused. <laughs> well, I always got the uh, impression that his lack of memory came from the trauma of uh, having killed his mother in the comic book. That's a good question. I'm trying to remember now. It, it, Wolverine's got probably got the most complicated history in comic books yeah. of, of anyone because they, they keep going back and then changing little bits and pieces. So um it was pretty well defined but then they they would go back and you know retrofit something else in there yeah um, well i mean when he ran off you know from his house with uh you know the servant girl taking him um once they got to you know the rockies or wherever they wound up in canada uh he couldn't remember how they got there or what had happened that's right yeah so I think that was, you know, kind of, they're hinting at the idea that his memory loss is primarily due to um, suppressing traumatic memories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't they say it was like part of his healing factor? He would heal things that caused him damage. So these memories of killing his mom or whatever was damaging to him. So he healed from that or, or something. I, I don't know. Some weird psychological. How many movies have they made where these people or superheroes or, or, or people that are kind of uh, over the top, they always seem to lose their memory, you know, whether it's uh, <laughs> whether it's total recall or uh, the born, you know, born supremacy or born, whatever his name is, he doesn't know what's going on. And then you get Wolverine. He doesn't know what's going on. Everyone seems to be have amnesia <laughs> for some reason. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I have all these powers. i never knew I had these. Who, just are, you? Kind of Who are you? Who are you guys? Yeah. You're not perfect. <laughs> I, th I, I seem to have forgotten everything. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That's a good, that's actually, that's true though. That is a How many movies are like that? Oh. There's tons of them like that. Yeah. You're right. Ghost in the Shell, most recently. Oh, Which yeah. one? Uh, Ghost in the Shell. It was uh, based on an anime and a uh, Japanese comic book. Yep. 
Yeah, same. We wiped her memory, but anyway. Yeah. Hitman. Yeah. Hitman. Yep. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Hitman. Yeah. He wiped his memory. Yep. Yep. I mean, how many times has uh, C3PO had his memory wiped? In the Star Wars films, yeah, actually. <laughs> what a pain in the butt to be C3PO and have it wiped over and over. Now, is that like, uh, was it Frosty the Snowman when he takes a hat, puts it back on? He goes, hi. And he goes, uh, happy birthday. Remember that? The cartoon? The old cartoon <laughs> from the 50s? <laughs> it oh loves God, it. He just wiped his memory right out and then he comes back. Wow, we were talking about thought suppression back uh, during the Frosty days. Well, yep. it's 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 the Christmas season. That's why I brought up Frosty. <laughs> yeah. Stay Frosty, everybody. So, so I guess you didn't that first ten minutes, Todd. It, it didn't it didn't take you. It just confused you more than anything. Well, first off, I didn't. Well, mind you, I haven't I haven't been big on watching all the X Men and all the, the all the intric- yeah, yeah. intricacies and the family. Well, thing. See, this, so I, this I, film was I, I didn't to explain it. So this should actually. I didn't realize he had a brother first off. So at the very beginning, it was like, oh, okay, who is this guy? Okay, it was his brother. Okay, he's looking after his brother. Okay, so now they're going to they're gonna run away. And I'm like, okay. And then it, it's like, I'm trying to think now. I, I seem to recall his brother with the mutton chops, but I don't remember him as having a brother for some reason. Well, this is the first time they introduced him as a sibling. Okay, right. so right, so in, in anything else that's been X Men or with Wolverine, they've never shown him having a brother. Not in the films, no. Okay, yeah. So this was supposed to be the introduction to, hey, he had a brother, or half brother, I guess in this case, and th- he has a history there. And so when you see the the X Men films, which I think you've probably seen the first or second one or whatever, mm-hmm. when you see that, it all happens after this particular film. So this is everything that led up to them finding Wolverine in that first X-Men movie. Like nobody knows who he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know how he got the, he got his powers. He figures he's a mutant, but he's got this metal in his body, which he doesn't know where that came from. So the whole thing from X-Men one comes from, they decided to do this film to explain why he's in that first X-Men film, basically. So, so it's like a prequel similar to episode one from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was meant to be. Okay. So is so is that the route they're going nowadays with movies? So once they're done the movie, they go, you know what? Uh, we can't make Ghostbusters 18, so let's go like pre-Ghostbusters. So we'll go Ghostbusters episode one. <laughs> and then they'll go through the, the history of Aykroyd and, and, and all the characters from the original one when they were younger. And then they'll have yeah. cameos from the actual people as being their parents. Yeah. How's, how's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's there, true, we just though. made another Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> we okay. Was that? I have a question for you. I have a question for you, Sean. Yes. Yes. Who was the better uh, Sabretooth, Tyler Mayne or Lee Schreiber? Oh, God, Lee Schreiber, like, hands down. Yeah, I guess they really never did give Tyler Mayne a whole lot to do in the movie, did they? Well, he, they, they brought him in. Be- so that character Todd the the his brother right he did appear in the first x-men film but it wasn't the same actor they brought in some guy who used to wrestle with uh with diesel the wrestler diesel i think i don't know okay, if you know so, who that is so they had they had the persona of well superhero they have to look like bodybuilders yeah Kinda so like the, when you yeah. get you when you get your figurines in your box they he, pretty much all look like they're bodybuilders yeah he, Six foot five or six six or something like that, right? Who who Liev? No, uh Tyler Maine. 
Tyler Mane is almost seven. Yeah, like, like he's he's pretty close to seven, I think. Stature, but they actually didn't give him any real lines in the movie. It was just no, just... him looking intimidating. Yeah, it was really disappointing. So when they did this film, Todd, they just recast. Okay, yeah. they wanted an actor, but um, he steals this movie. Like I know a lot of people have have you know crapped on this film. And but you can't crap on Liev Schreiber at all. He's like, that's his film, in my opinion. Now, is this kind of the same premise as those? Uh, was it that movie, that karate movie, or one of those type of um, martial arts movies where they have the the good brother and the bad brother, <laughs> and then they kind of go their separate ways, and then they come back and they end up fighting each other. Now, is that what happens in the movie? Like, did they, did they use the same plot line? Or Okay, well, let's see, see if Todd can figure out how the movie is going to progress. <laughs> what I really wanted to know, because Todd has this <clears throat> prescient way of figuring things out, I, what, where do you think this film, now with our little bit of explanation as to, you know, maybe we kind of help define what happens in that first 10 minutes, where do you think this film is going to go? Because you're, I, th- I think you're, you're, you're onto something here. Well, I mean, if it, if it follows the same kind of a storyline, um, I could see Wolverine staying, say on, on the, say on the American side. Now, from what I saw, they were still in the war, as far as I could tell. I don't think it, it kind of went past to that, past that point. So, if it was the same thing. I could see his brother acting out to the point to where he gets not court-martialed, but kind of shunned. And then he kind of goes to the dark side type of thing and goes, uh, you know, I don't know, uses, uh, uses his power for not good, but more for evil, I guess. That makes sense. Or is that close? Uh, yeah. Do they, do well, they end up, do they end up fighting each other in the end? Oh yeah. Okay. But there's a bit of a there's a bit of a reconciliation at the end too between the two of them. A like before, one. Uh, no, it's like right at the tail end. They uh, there's a, a bad guy they have to fight, and uh, he's so formidable that they have to team up in order to to defeat him. Ah, okay. For, for a moment, so they do that. They do everything they need, and then there's sort of like, I'm not gonna forget this, Logan, or James, or whatever, Jimmy. What do you call him, Jimmy? I think. I'll be back, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm going to be honest here. I actually didn't watch the entire movie. <laughs> no? No, I don't think I managed to get through it. See, because it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> but th- th- I actually enjoyed watching Liev Schreiber, I have to admit. And there's a whole thing where they, they tried to cram too much into this film. And it should have just been about th- his brother, Victor, and Wolverine. It should have just been that. And, and left it at that. Did you see, Corey, did you see any of the other Wolverine films? Because they did three. Not really. Um, I mean, the last one that actually sat fully through was Logan. And that's just because it was an amazing film. Yeah. Uh, it was something that, you know, I've wanted to see the Marvel Universe do for quite a while. So the other Wolverine movies, you know, I tried to get into them. And for the most part, just kind of you know, lost interest very early on in the film. And at the time, you know, I was living alone, didn't have to watch anything if I didn't want to. So I just flipped it off and you know, put something else on. Mm, yeah. Are you a, not a Wolverine fan or is, is he oversaturated for you? 
I think it depends on what they're actually doing with him. And like I said, I would have, you know, I liked him, you know, in the X-Men movies. I mean, I like Hugh Jackman in general as a person and as a uh, character actor, but the Wolverine movies, just something about them never quite grabbed me mm-hmm. until again, they got to Logan where they actually started doing something kind of really interesting with the character and, you know, with the world that he lives in, uh, you know, just the fact that it was darker, a little bit grittier and let's face it, you know, they, it had Patrick Stewart in it. So right yeah, there, that's enough. Yeah. 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 Did it look like there was going to be, I know he said that, I, well, from what I remember seeing an interview, he wasn't interested in doing any more Wolverine movies. Would that, would that be a correct assumption? Yeah, pretty much. Now, this Logan one, that was his last one, correct? Yeah. Now, was it an open-ended movie when it ended, or was there an actual ending? That there was no little mysterious thing at the end going, oh, there might be a sequel. It set up for a... the It set up a plot line for his daughter to continue on with you know the kind of uh that sort of series yeah okay so they may continue it on but they'll promote it from his from his daughter's point of view yeah yep okay yeah they can go a lot of directions because i mean it's fresh and they can uh they can make up whatever they want they can't say well the comic book has been following this so we're gonna have to kind of follow this kind of parallel where she's kind of fresh they've got like carte blanche and they can do whatever they like yeah 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 the uh i would highly recommend watching the third film todd you actually in a way you don't have to watch anything else that came before it um or even i I saw it there i saw it and i was like oh how old is this one this one doesn't look that old so no i might uh i might watch out Corey, do you remember did that one get nominated for an oscar i can't remember if it did or not it probably should have um here because i i honestly think it did and if that's the case, it beat Marvel to getting uh, Oscar nominations because like because yeah. this is not a Marvel film because Marvel was Wolverine and the X-Men was still owned by Fox at that point because they yeah. lent it out. Let's put it this way. It's just yeah. worth it for, you know, Professor X saying fuck. <laughs> oh, man, Patrick Stewart, like they both should have got Oscar nominations. I'm sorry. It was. It was astounding. Yeah, um, just ninety three percent rot on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, that's super high. Yeah, holy shit, <laughs> that's amazing. I'm just looking it up here. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez, I haven't heard that in a long time. Well, it's actually one of the main go tos nowadays, especially if they're looking for quotes on uh, movies. A lot of uh, legitimate. Uh, journalism sites will use Rotten Tomatoes as their kind of gauge for how movie's doing. Wow. It's been nominated for a lot of stuff. Uh, Screen Actors Guild Award. Uh, what other big ones? Now, was this Film Critics Circle. Was oh. this released pre-COVID or during? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Okay. I don't see anything for Oscars, though, on here. That's really disappointing. The, uh, the the girl that plays his daughter. Um, penguin. Oh wow! Penguins. Is that penguin for me? That's penguin for me. Oh, cool! It's a good looking penguin. And I have a scarf. 
It's chewing food. <laughs> wow. This is yours. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> it was very important. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the girl that plays his daughter, um, she actually got nominated for a lot of stuff. Uh, Patrick Stewart with Patrick Stewart was nominated for stuff. I'm not seeing Hugh Jackman. He got a ACTA International Award. He was nominated for Best Actor. But it seems like everyone else was nominated multiple times. Uh, yeah, it was mostly. I thought Hugh Jackman was good in this movie, but he doesn't seem to be getting the accolades that. Uh, that Patrick Stewart and Daphne Keene got the lady well, played his daughter. You know what? Honestly, Patrick Stewart kind of outshone everybody in that movie, but it's Patrick Stewart, you know. That's just it, what he does. How good you are next to Patrick Stewart, you're going to look like shit. Yeah, very true. Very true. But um, who does he play? Professor X. Okay. So in the X-Men films, he's the guy in the wheelchair that's got mental powers and you do stuff with his mind. Okay, so it's not the guy from Star Trek then. It is. Nope. It is. Oh, same guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize what his name was. Yeah. Yeah, we we Corey and I. It's went by Picard, didn't he, or something? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Jean-Luc Picard. Jean-Luc. Yeah. And actually, if you haven't watched that series, it's good. Which which one? Picard. I haven't seen it yet. If you get a chance, watch it. It's uh well, it is to uh, Star Trek what Logan is to the X-Men. Yeah, that's what I heard. I don't have access to seeing it at the moment. I don't subscribe to that service. Ah. ah. Mm. We only subscribe to three services, and it's not any, on any of those three. Gotcha. You need Which a fire sucks. stick. You need a fire stick. I know. I know. <laughs> but... um. So when I so when I I've been rewatching all of the X Men films. That's what I've been working on the last several months. Just you know when I'm on the treadmill or something, and going back and and seeing because when those movies came out, and Corey, you can probably attest to this. When they came out, this is pre the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Avengers films, and this is what we had back then. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was back when they were still trying to make things somewhat realistic you know that's one of the things that I th you know, a lot of people complained about was the leather uniforms mm -hmm. even the actors because apparently they're next to impossible to move in when uh, they first put them on before they kind of got them broken in um i remember them talking i can't remember which actor it was they were talking about uh having to walk up a flight of stairs in costume to present themselves to the studio heads to show them you know how the costumes were going to look and it was apparently quite difficult because you know the leather wasn't really bending at that point was it yeah. leather or pleather it was, it was leather wasn't it it was actual leather right yep yeah. they should have used pleather <laughs> it would have been yeah. stretchier i think yeah well this back in 2001 so you know or 2000 2000 yeah yeah, yeah i think they had it back then no but back then yeah. back then superhero movies were not a thing yeah there was uh, a couple of successes before this but mostly it was like superman and batman and outside of that everything else was like low budget 
or they tried to turn it into a real film instead of a superhero film. So they would change everything about it and up being a piece of garbage. I think did X-Men predate the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Yes, it did. Right. And actually it was one of the things that kind of greased the wheels of getting Spider-Man done. But I think, I don't think Spider-Man could have happened in the way that it did if X-Men didn't happen first. Yeah. And Blade before that, because Blade was the first successful Marvel. And a lot of people forget that. Oh, I don't. It, it predated Matrix. It influenced oh, yeah. Matrix it as was... well, right? So. And then later Matrix influenced uh, Blade, because I remember uh, Wesley Snipes griping about how the female... Um, his romantic interest in the second movie was looked too much like Trinity, you know, with the hair pulled back tightly and you know, the leather cats. Oh man, I, okay, I gotta go back and watch uh, Blade 2. Yeah, but yeah, so at the time, Todd, like X Men was was kind of a not a failed thing, but it was it was a film they tried to make, but the studio kept going, well, you know, you can't really do that, like, you, you need to change this. That's not going to work. No one's going to pay money to see, because I mean, their their belief was, you know, the, no one was reading comic books, or it was just kids, and if they wanted to bring adults in to see a comic book movie, well, they were going to have to change everything about the you know original material that it came from. So when X Men came out, uh, the director he had to. He had to jump through hoops and the fact that that movie got made at all. And then twice they took money away from him as he was making the film. There was a budget and then uh, there was a budget. And then they're like, you know what? We, we can't give you that much money to make the film. So then he ended up on the fly having to rewrite scenes to remove uh, set pieces that they just couldn't afford to make. And then they did, they did it twice. They cut the budget down twice. And then they said, you need to release this movie six months earlier than the original <laughs> due date. So the fact that the first film came out at all and that it actually made a, a good chunk of, of coin and, you know, impacted every other superhero movie that came after it was, you know, had everything going against it. That's for sure. Yeah. Who owns the X-Men? Marvel Comics. Marvel. Okay. Who owns the Fantastic Four? Marvel Comics. Okay, because the first superhero things that I was kind of introduced to was the comic version of the Fantastic Four. That was the first? <clears throat> yeah, for me, I guess it was kind of more, because it was on, I think it was probably on Saturday morning cartoons, uh, trying to wait for the next cartoon to come up. So that's kind of what was on. So I was like, okay, well, we'll watch this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and I remember them making it an actual movie. And the effects that they had from uh, the rock guy, I can't remember his name now. The thing. The thing, just like with the textures and everything and with the CGI that they did was was really, or was it CGI? Maybe that was before CGI, but they did a really good job on it. Yeah, it was all practical. I think you're talking about the film that had Jessica Alba in it. Is that the one you're talking about, Todd? Uh, it could have been. Or what was the other one? Roger Corbin? Roger Corman, yeah. Roger Corman, yeah. Well, that one never get released, so I don't know how Todd. I don't. I don't. Todd would have seen that one. No. I've seen it a number of times. It's on YouTube. I haven't watched it yet. I've, I've, again, it's one of those ones where I kind of tried and just 
it wasn't the right time and just kind of lost interest and I think there's a whole podcast and talking about the Roger Corman film. I would right. actually highly recommend we all watch it. And then, uh, Corey, you can relate the story of the evil within and the fantastic <laughs> four movie. It's almost identical. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of parallels, but there's also a documentary on that fantastic four film. That's on, um, Tubi for free. It's uh, how the movie got released and made because they pulled the plug on the film, but they still kept making the, like the people on the film just kept making the film, right. even though they were told to stop. I think I actually I think we just I I heard something. We discussed that at one time. Yeah. Quite a while back. Yeah. But yet the, the fact it, it just feels so familiar to me, that film. It just feels like the our evil within all over again. There's, you know, so many bad things happened on the evil within that prevented it from being released. Just a lot of circumstance, but I mean, we can cover that again at some other point, but I may have to put a link to that. Yeah. I believe the term is herding cats. Yeah. Herding cats. Yeah. I have a Marvel question. Okay. Okay. So you're saying Fantastic Four is owned by Marvel and the X-Men is owned by Marvel. Have they ever made a movie where they've interchanged, say, half the characters from one and put in the other? Or do they just, are they kind of like a family that kind of stays together that they don't share? In the comics all the time. In the films, it's, boy, what a mess that is. (laughs) Oh. Um, Marvel has been, had been on the edge of bankruptcy continuously for a long time. Uh, through the 80s 90s so what they would do is they would um, they would sell the movie rights to particular sets of characters so fantastic four and the characters associated with fantastic four well we're going to sell that to uh, was it Karolko originally or something i can't remember anyway one of the studios and then they would say, okay, well, we're going to sell Spider-Man. We're going to sell Spider-Man over to, I don't know, Universal or whatever it was. And, uh, and you know, the Spider-Man characters. And then we're going to sell Captain America and those characters to New Line or whatever. So they would piecemeal their, the entire Marvel Universe with groups of characters at a time. So there was like 10 or 15 different studios. I don't know how many, but whatever. A large number of studios owned the movie rights to the Marvel characters to the point that if Marvel had said, hey, we're going to self-finance our own movie, Marvel wouldn't be allowed to. They've rented all their characters out. They rented all their characters out. And the way that those contracts worked is as long as you make a film every whatever it is, every five years, you keep the rights of those characters. The, the movie studio keeps the right of those characters as long as they keep churning out product. Now, did you have a list of characters that were given out to different places? Now, how were they paid? Did they say, okay, well, we'll lend you out, say, Spider-Man, but we want 10% of uh, sales or, you know, however they did it? Or was it just kind of a lump sum? You know what? For a million dollars, you can have them for the next, you know, whatever. I think you know what the actual contract was? Corey, do you know anything about this stuff? Uh, you know what? I read a book about it and I can't recall the details right now. I do know that I think for the most part, uh, Marvel Studios kind of, you know, screwed themselves 
on a lot of these contracts and it yeah. took for them to kind of you know bring everything back into the fold they're still working on getting spider-man back i think yeah yeah spider-man they still don't have the hulk back yeah even though the hulk has appeared in the avengers films the way that contract was was that if they're making a hulk film then i think i can't remember exactly how it works universal has to do the dish has the distribution rights so it has to be distributed through their channels and they make whatever all the I don't know all the money. I don't know what the percentages are, but they make a lot of money and Marvel makes like nothing. But if they have the Hulk in a film, that's not a Hulk film, but the Hulk is in the film, then they don't have to pay universal anything. Sounds like a union contract to me. <laughs> it's just as convoluted. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> but, and they signed a different contract with every different studio. So it was different with every single contract that they had, I think. Right. Corey, is that once, yeah. called, it, it was, was called hmm? oh no go ahead uh, I think it was uh, Avier that was uh, kind of responsible for you know Marvel starting to pull all its properties back and ma- starting to make the movies Avier Rod yeah it? yeah okay yeah, yeah. it's central to it um, but yeah I know that they kind of you know it was a legal mess for quite a few years I know they're still kind of working out. I think the mouse, now that the mouse has uh, everything in house, uh, things might kind of, you know, finally get pulled back together. But. And the other thing too, once these contracts, contracts expire, then the rights revert back to the owner, which is Marvel, which is Disney really. Yeah. So there's a letter. Uh, sorry. It's just like a letter of understanding. Once you've completed this, this is what's going to happen after that. Yeah, this is how we're going to do it. Well, it was a term like that Fantastic Four movie we talked about before. The only reason they made that first one, the one that you haven't seen, the one that no one's seen because it was never actually officially released. The whole point of that film was as long as they started production on a new Fantastic Four film, the rights would not revert back to Marvel. So that's the only reason. So they threw a million dollars or less, I can't remember, at making that film. And as long as they started production on it, they didn't actually have to release it. As long as they started production on it, then they would gain another, whatever, four or five years on the contract. So every time they would just, that's how it worked. So now Marvel bought Fox or not Marvel, sorry, Disney bought Fox. So they bought everything. Yeah. So that's how they get fantastic four back. That's how they get the X-Men back. Yeah. But they're still trying, I think to untangle the, there's still something legal there that they're still trying to untangle with uh, even with the two studios being owned by the same parent. Um, there's still some sort of tie up that's kind of keeping them from fully reintegrating Fantastic Four back over to uh, Marvel Studios. But there's they're working on it. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think that's why we're getting a stall on that stuff? Like there actually is still legal crap happening in the background? Yeah, because, I mean, it's not just the studios that uh, have signed these contracts. You know, there's probably also individual clauses and whatnot that have to be figured out. You know, people that might want to be paid off in order to say, you know, okay, yes, I'll let this contract go through. You know, it's these things are yeah, remarkably, like you say, convoluted. Yeah, yeah. Like 49 percent 
you know, someone owns 49, one person owns 49, another person owns 2%, and he's kind of holding all the cards. He's like, who's going to pay me the most? And I'll give you my uh, 2% to actually, get the majority. The truth, uh, as far as I recall. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it, 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 it really... It, can you imagine though like it I, it's probably the same with it with the music industry like you always hear about the stories with taylor swift and not owning any of her songs that she wrote yeah and she's trying to get them back and then uh i don't i don't know if you guys are following this at all my wife's a taylor swift fan so i'm kind of always aware i but, heard about something about that but how would she be able to do that without actually signing off on something well she signed she was a kid when she signed her contract Right? And, Wasn't she like 15 or something? Or And it has something to do with her manager kind yeah. of going over her head or behind her back. Yeah, I think you're right there. Th- that Now, that's that's exactly the same thing that's happened with Marvel. Is like When you want to make it. So when Marvel really, like Stanley was pushing to make it in Hollywood with the Marvel characters. Like, you know, there's a revenue stream here. You know, I, I'd love to see the characters up on the big screen. So he he actually moved to Hollywood and just started trying to broker deals. But Stan's a very smart, was a very smart man, but I don't know if he was a great businessman. I think he had a well, lot of vision, but it wasn't Stan Lee at the time. Stan Lee didn't wasn't was just the figurehead. He didn't True. actually Marvel Studios. Yeah, you're right. It's the management team that really they just bought Marvel Studios as something that might make them money, and if it didn't make the money, they'll just sell it off or you know parcel it out. Yeah, it, yeah, they didn't it was owned for quite a long time by people that just actually didn't care about the comics, didn't care about the characters, didn't care about anything except, you know, well, let's see if I can make a couple of bucks off of this. Yeah. Buy low and sell high type of thing. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that 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 happens in all business. You know, it's a a typical thing. It's not about, um, it's not about like this. You buy it and they piece it out. Yeah. 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 So there's no integrity to the company and they're in there. They think that, you know, a company will go in and buy, I don't know, just randomly throw out a name. Like someone's going to go buy Rona, for example. And it's like, we're going to buy Rona. We're going to just push the profits through the roof just long enough for us to sell it. But they're not actually bettering the company. They're just really moving money around and, and making it seem profitable in a very short term before they leave and then they fuck the company over when they walk away once they've yeah. sold it and what's the company you know i, I hate that so that shit shouldn't even be allowed is ben moss jeweler still in business because they've been having a going out of business sale for the last five years <laughs> still going strong <laughs> like i mean they were going out of business when when donda and i met yep. so it was like <laughs> and then and then you, yeah and then you hear on the radio oh they're going out of business sale. I said, wait a minute and then uh, one time I went to the mall and we saw Ben Moss was open and, and they said going out of business sale. I was like, well, how many years can you go out of business? A lot, actually. Apparently. Yeah. Yep. You're allowed to advertise whatever you want. Yep. Mm-hmm. Someone bought them out, was trying to liquidate it because that's normally what you think they would do. But they usually try and tra- it's like when you go, a business goes out of sale, you go to the auction, the shit they're selling at the auction is the same or more than what it was in the store yeah. originally because they're trying to get all their money out of it after that they liquid i don't know what they do with after they melt it or what they do but you know you'd think you'd, you'd want to get you know i know they want to get every 
red cent they can get, but you think they'd lower the price so more people would actually bid on stuff. Well, yeah. Um, do you remember Shadowfax books? Shadowfax comics? It's down on Osborne. Mm, was that maybe that was before I moved here? Okay. Anyway, I remember when they wound up uh, going out of business? Um, literally thousands of dollars worth of comics wound up going into a uh, dumpster. What? Yep. Because that's what they had to do with their product in order to, uh, I guess, claim bankruptcy and go to business. You know, they liquidated as much of the stuff as they can. You know, I picked up a couple of uh, really kind of great finds uh, from there. But yeah, they wound up actually having to pretty much throw the majority of their leftover stock into the garbage. That's just criminal. Yeah. Now, is this the same as, remember when we were talking to, oh, geez, I can't remember his name now, the comic books. Jerry. Uh, yeah, because when you, they said something about when you were sending them back, you had to cut the cut something out of the rear page, or there was something that you had to hang on to, but the rest you could just throw out. Yes, and then they would give you a credit back. Yeah, the uh, I know with magazines they cut off the cover. Yep. Okay, maybe maybe it was a cover. Yeah, there was a portion of it that you have to cut off, and then you would get uh, you know either a discount or, or or money back from. Yeah, it. and the same thing with paperbacks. Uh, from working you know back then working in the bookstores Corey and i yeah. both did that they it's it's expensive to ship product back to the publisher yeah it costs money there's shipping costs involved so if you can prove that you've destroyed the book and that you're not going to resell it by destroying it i.e ripping the cover off therefore it can't be resold then you've proven that you're not going to sell it and they will give you uh, money back on a return so the one you're talking about, Corey, were they were, were the comics still all intact? Um, you know what? I wasn't privy to exactly what they wound up having to do. Um, I was just kind of you know friendly with the staff there because mm-hmm. uh, they've been going there for quite a while, and they had a dog, so you know, I was, I would, yeah. <laughs> Even if I was buying stuff, I was in there playing with the dog. Um, so yeah, I'm not entirely sure what they wound up having to do in order to make it legal, but I know that a lot of their product wound up uh, going into a a dumpster. I feel sick to my stomach. Yeah. (laughs) I I do. I, uh, (laughs) yeah. That's like a whole collection worth. Yeah. Or multiple collections. Man. Okay. And I'm really sad. Speaking of sad, that's a good segue. (laughs) Um, I shared in our, in our uh, little uh, messenger feed there, the, uh, the impassioned speech shared around the world (laughs) of the premier of our province. (laughs) So specifically, I don't know if you guys caught in what I sent, but the article that I sent to you specifically was who was sharing the speech. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So who, who, who shared the, the speech? Rolling Stone of all places, yeah. And and and, um, and who else? The, re- the the reason I included it, Paul Stanley, yeah, yeah, Paul Stanley from Kiss, yeah. yeah. I I didn't I didn't see. Did he talk about it or was it just a share? Just a share. Oh, okay. Yeah. My I, I mean I I've actually blocked Paul Stanley on my Twitter, so I, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, uh, I commented on the uh, on the Rolling Stone Twitter on that just kind of pointing out did that, you oh nice yeah well i missed that <laughs> because well i mean let's face it 
I think I actually called uh, Pallister a murderer. Okay. Everybody treats him like a saint, but he's actually a murderer. He's responsible for, you know, the number of deaths that we have in the province. Mm. You know, his government is pretty much directly responsible for what has happened. Yeah. I think when the rest of the world saw this, there was a, a bit of an assumption that, oh, my God, look at this. Look in Canada, like that's this guy really cares. You know, I mean, what what do they have to compare to Trump, right? Like, and you know, there's a bunch of senators down there that kind of you know are Trump like. So I mean, I, I think at first glance, you you hear his impassioned speech, and uh, they're like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. But then it's like we've been living with this guy through this entire pandemic, seeing all the 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 missteps yeah or or no sorry that's missteps would assume that you're actually taking a step when that quote first came out or you know when he first said that and it was being uh it was on the news for a minute there i was almost taken for a minute there i was like you know okay well you know i i, I don't like the man but i can respect that and then gave my head a shake and just realized you know that he's up there weeping crocodile tears mm-hmm but uh, this isn't the first time that that he's done that either. No, no, he, no, he's brought the tears before, and that was kind of a shock originally. Hey, who knows? They could be real tears. Uh, but the thing is, that when you're on the outside looking in, you go, "Wow, look how passionate he is." Plus, he he, sure. he got out of character too because he called people idiots. Yeah, you know that that thought that this was just a hoax, which is true. Like everything he said was true, but it doesn't mean that he, he believes did what, what he's, he's saying. Well, it doesn't mean that he didn't do what he should have done originally so that we didn't get to this point. Yeah. We, I think, in our province, or in our province, in our, in our country here, in our province, Manitoba was, like, ranked best. I, Slurpy, I think we're, Slurpy cap of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are the slurpy capital yeah. of the world as well. Yeah. But, you know, we, we ranked good and we looked good. And, but a lot of it was, but it it wasn't, didn't have anything to do with the leadership of our province. It had more to do with geographical location. Yeah. um, Just the way things played out. Like there's a lot of factors and a lot of luck involved. I think that first lockdown was good because there was also more buy-in from uh, the public at that time because COVID was something new. It was something scary. You know, it was obviously happening all around the world. Um, and so when that first lockdown came in, you know, there's a lot more public buy-in to it. Sure. And also a lot stricter than this current lockdown is. Oh, it was. Yeah. Mall. We only had three stores that were open. Uh, you know, Shoppers Drug Mart, um, Scotiabank and that other store that somehow got itself declared an essential service because they started selling hand sanitizer. Mm. But, you know, those were the three stores that were open and otherwise the entire mall was shut down. Nobody was allowed in. You know, you could come into a small part of the mall and that was it. And now the entire mall is open. People are coming in. They're walking around. There's people that are just there as curiosity seekers. And, you know, this lockdown is definitely not the same as the first one. No. And there's a lot more stores that are now considered essential that... 
I don't know if they really are. Yeah. Well, they should have just nipped it in the bud. As soon as, as soon as it, it was starting to go up here, something should have been done. It shouldn't have been, you know, wait and see. Oh, it was only a couple and oh, oh, wear your masks and don't go in public. No, that, that doesn't work. There's too many people out there who just don't, just don't want to do it. Plus, I mean, this has been going on for a while. So a lot of people, like they say, get COVID fatigue, right? So now people are like, okay, I've had enough, uh, you know, get it, I get it, fever. whatever. They want to go out. They want to do what they want to do. It's like enough already. I would have caught it by now. Yeah, if it was yeah, a real so, thing. So a lot of those people and then listening to the US news and then following the president and going and you know taking his word uh on what they're doing and trying to implement it here. I mean, if he wouldn't have opened up his yap and would have actually been proactive, I don't think a lot of either US or Canada would be going through this as much. Yeah. I think if they had different different leadership down south. Yeah, um, this probably would have, the vaccine probably could have been pushed ahead at least three months. Because, you know, let's face it, the U.S. is a huge, has a huge financial, has a lot of financial resources. And if somebody else had been sitting in the president's seat, they probably would have been willing to throw a little bit more money at the research and things probably would have got pushed forward a lot faster than it did. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and that know, would have, that would have had a direct impact on Canada too. Yeah. Let's face it. Dolly Parton has done more for COVID research than Donald Trump has. Do- Dolly Parton's done more for everything more than anybody. Yeah. I love Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> hard not to. <laughs> it's hard not to. She's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I, what was I going to say? Um, it was interesting because a lot of people saying, Oh, I want to move to Canada and, and saying things like that, like, Oh, wow. You, you know, this Manitoba place sounds really cool, you know, and all this and all this, all this love being praised and are heaped up, heaped upon, uh, Pallister and us the same thing with Trudeau. Like there's a lot of praise on the other side of the border, you know, coming towards them. But, you know, I don't want to get into the politics too, too much, but it's interesting that um, we get 15 minutes of fame out of it, which I just, I don't know, probably went to Pallister's head a little bit, but. <laughs> well, hey, he's the Grinch who stole Christmas. Yeah. What, what better headline yeah. you need as a politician to not go viral yeah. and call people idiots? I mean, you, you've got the whole recipe right there. Yeah. But I mean, okay, for the people that uh, not in Canada and not Manitoba who haven't been actually following, you know, how COVID has progressed through Manitoba, we went off from having, you know, one of the best rates in all of Canada and probably in all of the world. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Just uh, numbers. Uh, we were down to zero cases in the hospital at one point. Um, for stretches at a time. Yeah. But because of that... Premier Brian Pallister pushed to reopen the economy for no other reason than probably just bragging rights. Mm-hmm. And that's what opened the door for the second wave to really hit us hard, just come slamming against us. So it it really, you know, it's not Brian Pallister. Brian Pallister is not a saint. He is a murderer. Every one of the deaths that have ha- happened 
especially the fact that we've gone, you know, double digits now for several weeks in a row. We've we're over 400 deaths. We and went from zero. Yeah. New cases a day for 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 lengths of time. Yeah. To like we're three to three to five hundred a day. Yeah. And I mean, if you compare that to a province with a higher per capita, um, say to Alberta, you know, if we have 325 cases here, that would be equal to 3,250 cases in Alberta. Sure. Yeah. Um, just based on the per capita. So it's not a small, you know, it's not little numbers that we're seeing. It's very high numbers for our province for the number of people. So we're now worse the worst in Canada or we have I don't know if we currently are, but we we were or we still are and potentially one of the worst in the world, I think. Yes. Right? Yep. We've gone from being the best to the worst in what five months? Yeah. Something like that. Well he's promoting tourism, wasn't he? Like come to Manitoba. It's like no stay back home. Like yeah. with the borders, it's like no. It's oh, like there's, if there's no enforcement of, of there, there was if, no enforcement of that. If someone has cancer, okay, okay, your lymph nodes are usually what circulate everything around your body, right? The first thing they get rid of is usually your lymph nodes. So basically, it, it was like a cancer, and they left the lymph nodes. Okay, so now it's circulating everywhere. Instead of cutting it off, okay, at the border and saying. The only people that should be coming in here are the people that are either bringing in stuff for us to survive. And that should have been it. None of this traveling, you don't need to go there. You don't need to go here to a meeting. You don't, we're doing Zoom, okay? And it works fine. We don't all have to be here uh, together, right, to, to do this. And it's the same thing, like meetings and stuff. Why, why do you need to do that? Family members right now with the lockdown. Okay, no problem. We have the technology. They didn't have the technology back in the 1900s. So, I mean, and the, the form of communication was probably a lot different than now. Now, someone farts, everyone around the world knows it when it goes viral, right? <laughs> back then, back then it was newspaper, word of mouth. I mean, you know, people wearing masks, not wearing masks. So what's the new update? I, I don't remember how, how long did the, did the Black Plague last? A year and a half uh i'm looking it up around that period actually lasted for close to 400 years it wasn't just the black plague it was kind of you know one plague after another oh okay yeah there's hundreds of years of plague uh the black plague i think did last for more than a year uh it was quite some time uh, but no now how did it die out it's not like they ran out of people to infect. So something obviously happened. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. I know you're in passion, but you're still being funny. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, COVID doesn't kill everyone. Okay, so so that that's a that's a that's a major relief. But um, the anybody can infect anybody. So whether you're young, you're old. It's oh, not here we go. Those, sorry. Here, here's yeah. the. I looked it up here. The Black Death, which hit Europe in 1347 claimed an astonishing 200 million lives in just four years four years yeah yeah wow which this is like this is maybe it's not as terminal as the black plague was or maybe we didn't have the resources back then well the communication the 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 vaccine like we've we have better we have a better way of fighting it than back then yeah it's just a communication you just have to get the people to buy into it the ones that don't you might as well not do anything 
because it's, uh, I mean, if you have a hole in your cup and you plug it and there's five more holes, I mean, sure, you did your job, but if no one else is doing theirs, what, what are you fighting for, really? Well, just to answer your question, um, I've got a line here from uh, the History Channel. While antibiotics are available to treat the Black Death, according to the World Health Organization, there are still 1,000 to 3,000 cases of the plague every year. Oh. Black plague? Yeah. Currently? Really? Yep. Holy crap. Now, was, was there a, now you said antibiotics. So this wasn't a vaccine type thing. This was more of a, an infection. No, it's probably a vaccine as well. I mean, but yeah, have a vaccine. We're a scientific podcast here. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I don't remember hearing one, but yeah, keep keep talking very back. Okay. It ran its course ultimately, but then, you know, it's never actually went away. So we've got that actually kind of the numbers do surprise me. I knew that it still popped up uh, now and again, but I didn't realize that it was quite those numbers. Well, and that's current. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the first time I've heard of of that still being uh, viable, I guess. Yeah. I mean, a couple of other plagues show up every once in a while. I mean, Ebola, you know, they're still trying to eradicate that, and that's still the thing. So is that like in the soil, and every time they dig something up, it's like, it's in the atmosphere or what's uh did they, did they ever find what was the origin the origination from uh from for ebola you know what i'm not entirely sure is that another animal type thing or <laughs> hard to say <laughs> because some people th- believe that it uh, originated uh in uh, monkeys but it's not like some people say covid was lab made as a uh weapon yeah yeah to attack the American economy. Yeah. Uh, who knows? With the help of the Russians. Yep. Oh yeah. There's all, there's all kinds of different theories. out there. It's okay. We still have James Bond. He's going to fix everything. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget the aliens. I think the aliens were also involved. The <laughs> Did you guys hear that uh, today that uh, the Israeli uh, defense minister said that, uh, Israel and the U.S. have been in regular contact with uh, alien life forms, and there's a galactic federation. Ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like another Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm but getting humanity's not ready for it yet, so you know they're keeping. It's <laughs> oh. awesome. Yeah. Um, are you Did guys... ever find that record? Which one? The one that they sent in space. Very first time. Uh, Voyager. Yeah, did they ever? Um, did, the, did the record player like run out of batteries, or was you it one of those ones you you turn? Is that the one that's continuously crank, playing? You crank it up. No, it's the record player actually has a record. It's on a, a gold disc, and it actually has recordings of uh, or voices and a couple other things. And I think uh, they actually just recently received a update from Voyager. What were they using as a power payload for that thing that's lasted this long? Solar. Oh, it's all solar. Okay. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Um, There's a way to buy people into solar energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I remember hearing some recently where they uh, may have actually 
received a transmission from it um, not too long ago. We're so sciencey. I love it. A billion miles out. It's you know what? I can't find it right now. But do you remember yeah. Superman where they uh, where they had those three people? Yeah, the bad, the bad people, and then they had them banished with this mirror thing that just kind of spun in the air, and then they trapped them in there, and they're like, Whoa, and then just kind of go off into the universe. Kneel before Zod. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wonder if they found it. That's possible. All right. Oh, Corey, thank you for coming. Please come again next week. Yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Yeah. Uh, we'll. Uh, I'll. I will set that up on our messenger, and we'll talk about the guests that we're not going to name yet because I want to make sure we can get them. And then, um, where can we find you? Uh, just look for Meet the Geeks. Uh, we're on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Uh, might be on a couple of other platforms, but they never get updated, so don't bother looking for those ones. Um, best place to find us right now is on uh, Facebook at The Real Meet the Geeks. Yep. And uh, we always have at the end of every episode, I always link you. Even though you're not on every episode, I still link you on everything and that kind of stuff. That's just because I'm awesome. Yeah, you are. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. <laughs> There's another shirt. <laughs> what has two thumbs and is awesome? This guy. Oh, I like that. Ooh. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> I like it. And the cheesy. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Um, Todd, where can we, uh, I don't know, where, where can we find us, the rest of the, the other two people here? That would be at uh, seanmcginnerty.ca. Mm-hmm. And Sean is spelled S-E-A-N. That's M-C-G-I-N-I-T-Y that, dot C-A. Is that Sean McGinnity dot C-A? That would be correct. The okay. master would like to tell you about McGinnity dot C-A. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We, we got to do, wait a minute. Do we have, okay, we'll, we'll cap it off there. But 